Welcome to the My Creative Days podcast, where we will talk about all things DIY, home decor, decorating tips, and creating a beautiful home on a budget. I am hoping our time together will spark a creative idea, help you plan your next DIY, or inspire you to finally tackle that project you keep putting off. Grab your favorite cup of motivation and let's chat. Welcome back to the podcast. Um, today I am going to uh, talk about something. So recently I uh, I had to do a project, a furniture piece for a brand. I was working with a brand, a collaboration, and I was... Um, um, I was quickly reminded when I was, it was actually a furniture piece. And so I was quickly reminded about the do's and the don'ts that you want to look for when you're picking out furniture to make over. So this is furniture for your own home. This is furniture you're flipping to sell. This is furniture if you're, you know, working with brands in your business and companies in your business that, um, there's just a few things. This is just going to be a quick little podcast because, this um, project, this project made me just remember these things because it did not go as smoothly as they mostly do. And I remember I, I kind of felt that same, um, what do I want to say, kind of frustration and like, uh, that I used to get all the time when I was first learning how to flip furniture and make over furniture for our home um, before I did this as a, an entire business and teaching others how to do it and grow a business around it. Um, there was just so many things I had to learn the hard way. And I, it was, it was a long process. It was a long learning process. And I know there was a reason for it. I needed to go through all of that so that I could help other people do it successfully without having to do all the, um, you know, just throwing things at the wall to see if they stick kind of, kind of process, which is just wasting a lot of time, which is something we can't get back. Um, but these are just some tried and true um, kind of do's and don'ts that you definitely need to um, remember when you're picking up furniture to make over. Now, this particular dresser that I was working on, um, I mean, it was all things that I knew we could fix. It just took a lot more time than I had expected it to. And so, and here in Iowa, we were working with some weather constraints too. So, I mean, that's never an excuse, but it's just something you have to take into consideration, which is not on my list here. Um, when you you are working with furniture. So if the weather's too hot, the weather's too cold, you know, do you have, you, you got to bring your projects in, you know, or work on them in a different way or, you know, all those kinds of things. So that's definitely one of the things that you need to uh, remember or or think about when you're, you're making over furniture. So um, it just, I, I was just quickly reminded with this one piece of furniture that um, of all of these little things that I've learned over the years that um, definitely is something that I would tell anybody that's new or just trying to do this, uh, like to furnish your furniture uh, without spending a lot of money, which is how I started. Uh, we bought our first home and I wanted to decorate it with like I had seen on all the movies and, or on TV and, you know, in magazines and our budget was like, no, you're not. <laughs> so I had to get creative and flipping furniture was one of the ways that I furnished our home for like next to nothing. And I still got the exact same look I wanted. So, um, but there was a lot of trial and just, uh, you know, fails over the years, but they all taught me something. So today I just kind of want to do a do's and don't list, um, things that you should be doing and things that you should not be doing when you're trying to pick out furniture or work on furniture, um, and make it over for your house to sell. Like I said, whatever, whatever, whatever you are uh, doing with it. But 
the first thing, always look for furniture that's made of real wood. So, um, and, and I have blog posts about how to, what to look for when you're looking for pieces that are made of real wood. And the piece that I was working on, it was real wood. And the actual, one of the drawers, the the bottom of the drawer was completely warped to the top, to the part, to the point where, like there was a definite curve in it. I have it, uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to describe this to you where, you know, it's usually just like a kind of like a thinner piece of wood at the bottom, the bottom of each drawer. But it was like up, it, it was up and out of, you know, where it should be. And it was just warped. Um, it definitely, it's an easy fix, something that we've learned how to do over the years. Um, but if that wasn't real wood, number one, it wouldn't have warped like that. Um, and number two, it wouldn't have been that easy of, an, of a fix. And so, you know, if you've got a piece that's made out of particle board or like kind of like that cardboard stuff, you know, just depending on what you've picked up, um, you know, those fixes just aren't as easy. Um, and you might be just replacing those kinds of things with real wood anyway. So if you can find a piece that's made out of real wood, it's just like I always say, from start to finish and in the middle process, it just it just goes a lot more smoothly and it just lasts a lot longer and just like your entire makeover, it just works a lot better. Next, do not or look, make sure that you're looking for pieces that don't need a lot of repair. So this is something that in the beginning when I first started, like the pieces that I picked up were literally pristine, right? There was nothing wrong with them. There were no you know, gouges in the wood. There were no, like all the legs were there. And, you know, if there was a warp in a, in a drawer, there is no way I would have picked it up. But over the years, we kept running into kind of the same issues, like missing veneer, peeling veneer. Um, like that's a huge one you run into a lot. Um, uh, like, like the drawers, they're missing the bottom or they're missing the sides or, you know, they're missing the front panel. So like those in the beginning, we would totally not, not pick up. As our skills got better, we started picking up those things because we kept finding them and we knew there was still a lot of life to give. And then we just kind of figured out again through trial and error, like what worked, what didn't work, um, what was worth picking up and what wasn't. But definitely in the beginning, um, and if you don't want to spend weeks and weeks and you know on a project, don't pick up pieces that need a lot of repair. Um, the next thing is always give a thorough look over um, the piece before you're buying it. Uh, again, is there missing veneer? Are the legs sturdy? Legs is something that is not as easy of a fix. I should say, depending on the piece of furniture. Like if I ever find a chair that's got a split leg, I am there's I am not picking it up unless I'm just hanging that chair on the wall. Um, but that's just something I'm not picking up for sure still now. Uh, but you just need to give your pieces a thorough look over. And with this piece, you know, I did know that that drawer was kind of warped on the bottom. Not until we got it home. Um, not until we got it home did I know like how bad it was. But that was an, that was like the easiest fix of the entire piece. There was a real high finish um, sheen um, kind of finish that the, that somebody had put on this dresser, which um, that can kind of cause you some problems depending on what kind of paint or, or, you know, what you're doing with the piece. So just give it a good thorough look over before you, before you purchase it again, and always open every drawer and every door. You want to make sure they all work. Um, the hinges are there, you know, the, the drawer slides, you know, are all intact. Um, because again, that's going to be a more in-depth fix um, 
and, and require a lot more work. And if your skills aren't there yet, definitely don't waste your time picking those up. Always give a piece a smell test. And if there's any kind of like musty, mildewy smell, smoke smell, those are really, it's doable. Um, I should say it's doable to a point. Um, but if you are just starting out um, anymore, like if there's a really strong smell, I just, I don't want to mess with it because it's not a guarantee that the, you know, I've, I've tried everything and some of the, the, um, some of the things work and some of them don't. It depends on every piece, but anymore, I just, you know, I, I just let them go. I just, I, I don't pick them up. Um, and then you do want to definitely make sure you're using the right products in the, in your makeover. Uh, so that you just make sure the process and everything and the outcome is the best it can be. So um, do your research, know what you're using, kind of know what you need in the makeover, you know, have a plan of what you're going to do. Um, but uh, you just want to use the right products in your in your process. Um, do not overspend on pieces of furniture. So I have walked away from the most amazing pieces of furniture. Now, if I'm going to put that piece of furniture in our home, I do have a higher budget for those. Um, but if I'm flipping a piece of furniture, I definitely stick to a certain, to my budget. I know what can sell. I know how much work a piece is going to take. I know what I can sell it for. Um, so I definitely have to stick to my budget. And believe me, I that's really hard sometimes, especially when you're walking away from, walking away from an amazing piece that it's just too overly priced. And I, we all have those stores where they always have the best furniture, but they always have the highest prices. <laughs> so I do like to, to look in those places because they do run sales every now and then. But um, there's like there's a dresser at one of the stores here that I've been eyeing and watching and it's still there. And I'm hoping um, today that when I go over there, the price will be marked down and hopefully I can get it for a better price. Um. Only buy a piece if you have a plan for it. So this is for, um, for so this is people. If you if you are furnishing your house this way and you're picking up pieces and projects for your home, I know you know when you're shopping this way, especially to furnish your home. You know when you find it, you kind of got to buy it, right? Because you're not going to find it again or that exact same thing. And it's kind of the same thing when you're like flipping for profit, right? Again, you're not gonna. You know, it's kind of like if it's there in front of you, it's a good price. You kind of have to buy it. But if you are somebody that stores a lot of your projects instead of working on them, um, it's that constant reminder of what you haven't done, what you have to get done, um, and what's still waiting for you to get done. Like there's no good reminder about that pile that's in the garage or, you know, in your basement, wherever you keep them. Um, and it, it's just not good to keep adding to that pile uh, until you get some of the projects done. So so my advice to people is, if you're somebody that does that, you just like to stockpile projects and you just never get them done, stop going to estate sales, yard sales, and thrift stores or wherever it is that you pick up pieces. Stop going. And then your reward is, you know, you get to go when you finish a piece or three pieces or whatever it is. Um, but the point isn't to just stockpile stuff. Um, obviously, it's going to look different for everybody. So if you're selling pieces, or like I said, or you are um, furnishing your home, whatever that is, um, you know, 
you got to move forward with that process, whatever your process is. Uh, so that's how, you know, if I bring a project home within that week, I need to at least have, you know, cleaned it, scuffed, sanded it, whatever, um, get the ball rolling because I am somebody that does not like to have a lot of stuff around. Um, if I'm picking up a project, I have a goal or a you know, an end goal with it. I know what I want to do with it. And then I just want to get that done. So then either I'm selling it um, to make that profit or, you know, putting it in our home, whatever. But you just need to keep the process moving and stop going if you're somebody that likes to just stockpile a bunch of projects. And always have a backup plan. So this is something I've talked about before. You, your your initial plan, especially if you're, D, if you're DIYing anything, I don't care if it's furniture or you're making advent calendars or in the season where I'm making advent calendars, whatever it is, you need to always have a backup plan because I'm going to say eight, eight times out of 10, um, your initial plan is not going to be go, you know, exactly as you see it. And that was definitely something I saw in this dresser that, uh, that it's so funny because I was working on this dresser and like all of these things were coming and I was kind of like laughing to myself I had a plan for it and it was actually a color that I was going to paint it and I had the whole piece painted in that color and I had just a first coat on it. So it wasn't like a perfect coat or anything, a finished coat or anything, but I just knew that I didn't like the color. So I had to change the color, get a different paint color and I, I just laughed to myself like it just doesn't always work like this. Um, the good news was everything paid off and somebody bought the piece before even seeing it. Like they were just like sent me the money before even seeing it. You know, they're like, my husband will be here at, at a certain time. Uh, so that it was great. It all worked out in the end. But, you know, these little things, the do's and don'ts and, and just they're just good reminders to always have in your head, because even somebody that's been doing this for over 20 years, like I have been, I need these reminders like I need to be brought back down to <laughs> Like this is how sometimes this is how the projects go. So um, it's still it's still relevant today. Okay, so yeah, here here's another. I was just trying to read my notes here. So here's another thing that I think we need to get out of our heads. Do not think that you're going to find a piece of furniture and make it over uh, in one day. Um, it, it's just not going to happen. It, it, you, you need to, number one, it, it takes consistent shopping. It takes consistently looking if it's on Facebook marketplace, Craigslist, if you use those sites, it takes consistency, um, in finding your pieces. And then don't put a lot of pressure on yourself that you, you know, like, you know, I said earlier, don't stockpile, you know, a bunch of projects that never get finished, but yet don't, don't put, you know, expectations on yourself that aren't doable. So, you know, a makeover takes some time and depending on the piece and, and what it all needs, it can take a few days. So, um, but finding pieces takes consistency. It's consistently going, it's letting your family and friends know what you're looking for. It's constantly browsing, you know, Facebook marketplace and those sites as well, if that's what you do. Um, and, and, and just sometimes you're just not going to find anything. So don't pick up something just to pick up something. You want to make sure it's the right piece. Um, definitely don't just pick up something to pick up something. Don't quit before you start. Make it a fun process. So that's that's one thing too where it's like, you know, I, I know a lot of people, so organization is one of my favorite topics. Like I could sit and organize rooms, drawers, closets for like all day long. It's something I enjoy doing. I like helping other people do it. And um, 
you know, but I know for some people, I, I have family members that are like this, you know, they see a, a messy drawer, a messy room, a messy closet, and they literally, you know, they, they like shut down. They don't even know where to start. They don't know what to do. And so I think, you know, in this kind of thing too, where you're buying projects like this, you have to decide what, where you are on that kind of spectrum. If you find have a lot of stress about having projects in the garage that don't aren't getting done, like me, that's me. I don't want to have a bunch of stuff or projects, you know, just sitting in my garage. You know, I'm somebody that's like, if I bring one in, I got to get a project done. I got to, I got to work on them. Um, It's kind of like, I am somebody I love to read, but I don't need a stack of 40 books next to my bed reminding me of what I still need to do, what I still need to read. I know that sounds strange, but if I see all those books that I need to read and need to get through, um, it just puts a little bit of pressure, a little bit of stress on me. I know that's how I am. I just, that's me. That's how I'm made up. Um, so I know if I have, you know, let's just say four projects in the garage that haven't been started, I do not want to bring four more home, even if they're great, even if they're perfect, because I know that it just, it just adds a little bit of stress. It adds a lot of pressure. Like now I have eight projects to get done. So you know, have fun with the process, but yet know where you are on that spectrum. You know, are you somebody that thrives with having 34 dressers in your garage and knowing, you know, you got to get through them? But let's be honest, are you are you somebody that gets through them? But honesty is key here. It's just like with organization, like we have to be honest about it. Um, do you work through your projects in a timely manner? Or, you know, if there's 34 dressers sitting in your in your um, garage, could you maybe try and sell 17 of them as they are so that you can really work on the ones that are really great? So enjoy the process. Don't put a lot of pressure on yourself. Don't don't get stressed out because that's the last thing you want to do. I swear to you, this is something I started out of necessity and it has grown into so much more and it's something that I don't have to do now but it's something I love doing. There's just something about bringing, you know, a piece of furniture or something else that I find that I know still has so much potential, bringing it home and just, you know, doing the project or just, you know, seeing your vision come to life and making it something so much better than how you got it. That whole creative process is like fuel for me. And I, so that's why I still do it. Um, and then to sell the pieces and have people, you know, love them in your, their home for years to come. I mean, that's just the cherry on top. So it's definitely, if you are a creative person, it, it does give you that creative outlet, but you don't want to, you know, put so much pressure or stress on yourself. And it doesn't have to be that way. And I'm teaching people inside my private community for furniture flippers, how to build a business. So you don't have to have 34 dressers in your garage. So you don't have to just, you know, sell a piece of furniture to make money. You can have income coming in in other ways. Um, so it's just, it's it's been an amazing like whole ride for me with this furniture flipping. And this last project that I did, I'm like, oh my gosh, all these reminders are coming to me. So I'm like, I need to sit down and record a podcast because I think they're just good, good reminders, good things um, to just keep in mind. Um, especially if you've got a few projects you haven't, you've been kind of waiting to do, or um, you're you're ready to dive in um, 
on some projects, just remember these things. Or you're looking for projects. Maybe you're just somebody that's um, kind of finished all your projects. You're looking for some more or you're just starting out. These are just good little reminders and tips to remember um, no matter where you are kind of on the on the journey. So, um, okay, that was it. That's everything off my list. Um, if you're flipping furniture, I want to like applaud you. I want to cheer you on. Um, <clears throat> definitely check out my blog, mycreativedays.com. I have a ton of furniture flipping tips, techniques, um, makeovers on there. Uh, I've got tons of resources to help you. So definitely make sure to check that out. And until next time, have a great day. Hello, friends. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I am grateful that you tune in every week and that you share the show with your family and friends. I love having creative chit chats with you. And my hope is that this podcast will inspire you to try a new project, start a DIY that you've been putting off and decorate your home exactly how you want it. There are a few ways you can help us with the podcast. Follow the podcast so you don't miss an episode. And if you could take a few minutes to leave the podcast a review, that would help us so, so much. Again, thank you for being here. And I look forward to our chat next week. Bye-bye.